0: Easter <laughs> Ice Truthseeker Seeker and/or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following: heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and/or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen. Listen
1: at your Won't you come?
0: She's not a Christian! Give it up, y'all. Your portal to the paranormal, esoteric, and all things spiritual. She's tampering in down, sad and stuff! And now, your host, Truth Seeker.
1: Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Truth Seeker. This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. Excited, delighted to be with you guys today. Got an awesome show planned out for you all. So, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out with me live if you're listening to this after the fact listening to this on the podcasting apps, shout out to you, shout out to everybody hanging out in the chat rooms right now, listening to this and uh yeah, and a huge shout out to everybody who's supporting my work via patreon um could not do this podcast. the music, everything that I bring to the table couldn't do it without your help. so, I want to say a huge thank you uh from the bottom of my heart um to all the patreon supporters man I just released a new video last night actually um to my song leaving my body and uh that video that whole album everything that with that would not be possible without your support so thank you guys for supporting my work via patreon if you'd like to support please head to patreon.com backslash true secret there you get access to my entire discography of work uh different tiers and things like that special rewards our Thursday night School of the Mystics, which is our, our community hangout, activation, one-on-one sessions that we do. Really just building community here. Uh, you get access to our private Discord. Bunch of really cool stuff. So, Patreon.com backslash True Seeker. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and name a couple of these people within the last week or so who just become patrons. Shout out to Natalie Wangstaff, Leroy Baca, Beverly McLee, Toby Melikon and Charlan Duckworth. Thank you guys for believing in the vision and partnering with me and helping me bring this content out. So uh yeah, patreon.com backslash true seeker. Check it out. We're gonna go ahead and jump into today's interview. I'm speaking with Lee Harris. Um it just come out with a new book, uh, Energy Speaks. I have it here. Lee, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good stuff here, man. Um, we, we cover these topics a lot. Channeling, what does that look like? Is it real? Um, how do I test it? Hearing voices, feeling impressions, a lot of that kind of stuff. So I want to get into that with you today. Um, I guess a good place to start off, man, just kind of give a quick intro about who you are, and what you bring to the table. We'll go from there. Great. Great.
2: Um, so basically, uh, you know, I work as a channeler and energy intuitive, a musician, um, and have done that now for 15 years. I never thought that would be a job, but, um, but that's just kind of what happened to me. I started doing readings for people 15 years ago and it just carried on building into other, other ways of, um, delivering spiritual messages and tools for people.
1: Awesome. So how did you get started in that? So like, um, you know, when when was the first time you were receiving messages, or you knew it was something to actually interact with, and uh, you know, almost receiving divine inspiration from another place? Like, when did you, you know, what I'm saying, become aware of that?
2: So, like now, I look back and I see that I was a very sensitive kid, but I didn't understand that at the time. So, um, kind of the way—I mean, you know—I grew up in a in a loving family, and uh, to all intents and purposes, on the outside, you know, life looked fine. But um, something was kind of gnawing away at me, and. So I turned it into addictive eating. Um, I was taken to Weight Watchers age 10 and then multiple diet clinics and all that kind of stuff through my teens. So my way of dealing with what I was feeling at the time was to turn it on myself. And it was only really in my late teens that I started to come out of that and started to lose weight, started to learn how to express myself and, um, and, and things started to happen. I would go to metaphysical readings like a tarot card reading with a friend. Or, and, and when I would go to those things, something felt true to me that, that felt lacking in normal life. Um, and over a period of years, I explored things like this. I went to healing workshops just for myself to try and um, continue to, to grow and to uncover myself from everything I'd gone through as a teen. And um, when I was 23, I was on the tube on the way to work, the tube being the London Underground train in London. And um, yeah, I was just sifting through all the negative thoughts in my head, probably many of them negative anyway. And literally there was one thought I was having that was an issue I was having with someone in my life. And literally. From the left, there was this voice that I'd never heard before. And still to this day, I hear it from the left. And it said, that's an interesting theory, but you're wrong. Here's what's going on. And, you know, at first you think, oh, God, am I schizophrenic? What the hell is this? Because I could I could have this back and forth conversation. Um, but I, I, because I'd known about guides, but I never thought that would happen to me. I thought that was just, you know, for, the, for certain people in the world, um, I, I, it wasn't what I was looking for. Um, they were like, yep, we're your guides. Uh, we've been here all along. You've just never been able to hear us. Um, and so that, that began a process for about five months of going home from work every day, writing down questions to them about my life or the world at large, and then writing down their answers, um, which is what I recommend to everybody who's looking yeah. into channeling, because then you can actually step back and go, is it useful? <laughs> is it helpful? Is it kind? You know, yeah. because they were never they were never um judgmental toward me they the they didn't Warrior stroke my like ego. Yeah. They were loving, but they were firm, and so I never felt belittled or diminished by them. I only ever felt like they if I asked them something, they could help me see it in a bigger, clearer, more open way.
1: yeah, do you think that that process is something similar to Uh, What the um, biblical prophets and disciples and stuff were experiencing, hearing the voices of of God or the Holy Spirit or angels speaking, and they literally would, you know, I'm saying, write it down and, and see if it if it stuck. You think it's a similar process? I'm
2: sure because because one of the things I do, people will sometimes say, oh, I'd love to channel and they get very hung up on the fact that they want to hear their guide. And I always say, don't worry about whether you're hearing your guide or not speak to your soul, your higher self. God, whatever or whoever it is for you, it, it's not so much for me about which specific higher source it's coming from. It's really the um, how it how it affects your life and how it changes your own human view. Yeah. Because there are things that my guides will talk to me about that is not the same viewpoint I have, um, and is is not the the same way I see the world. And it it, it c- carries a kind of feeling for me. Um, that, that's very different to when i'm just figuring things out myself or even being intuitive myself it's like another level so i'm i'm sure for me it all for all of us so much is accessible outside ourselves um so yeah i'm for sure it's the same process for me
1: um, I'm gonna go ahead and jump to a question here in the chat. And but uh, Chris Garner wants to know what were some of the con- confirmations that helped you know that it was truly the guide speaking? Like, were there certain tests? Or did you test the information? Or how did you know that you had this connection with in, in access to knowledge that you weren't actually privy to in, in the waking state?
2: There were a couple of different things. So there were things they would talk to me about that I'd never heard of. Um, And then I would hear other people talking about them months down the line, which, you know, of course, is only proof for me. It's not something that I can prove to other people. But honestly, I didn't really care too much what someone else thought (laughs) because at the time it wasn't something I was doing publicly. Um, So the, the, the big tests for me were me going to them with what I thought were quite big problems um, and that weren't very solvable. So in my personal life, I would ask them questions about certain relationships and they would tell me not just what was going on with my ego, but they would talk about what was going on for that person. And it would help me see that person in a completely different light. So I might have been in judgment of that person or defensive against that person. And they would not only help me see that, that that's what I was doing, but they would talk about what was going on for that person. And I would suddenly then go back, see that person in the room and go, oh, wow, I, I'd never seen what they're struggling with or I'd never seen what's motivating them to behave that way. So I would say that for me, the the proof was that they helped illuminate any area I was asking my focus to go on. And I, I always used to say, and I still say this, You know, if I die and someone says, oh, by the way, you thought that was your guides, but it wasn't, I really couldn't care. You know, it's (laughs) like, if if that's the only way that I, you know, that I am shown to understand it this time. That's that's fine because I'm not trying to win a contest about what the form is. Um, for me, I, I think that the the most important thing with any kind of, not just channeling, but with a friend who gives you advice, does it work? Yeah. Is it helpful? Does it enhance your life? Because yeah. to me, they are like just friends who aren't in the body.
1: Yeah, that's that's very strange. You say that because I like you know what I'm saying my my um, frame of reference comes back to Christianity, right, and into mm-hmm. like the prophetic movement where we're hearing the voice of God hearing angels and having visitations by the prophets of old and other beings or whatever um of, of the light and so i remember there was like some scrutiny from some friends of the family for the, the guy who actually uh, you know what i'm saying got me involved in that and it was always a scrutiny like you guys are making this up what if it's not real what if this what if that it's like look we're helping people we're having fun we're uh, you know what i'm saying aiding to uh, you know You know what I'm saying? Not only our lives, but the people around us, and we're having fun. So, at the end of the day, if there was something that came out and it's not fake, I mean, and and it's not real, we're 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 having fun and we're doing good, helping people. You know what I'm saying? So it's real to us, and so it's very um, funny that like this conversation. Um, it expands, uh, tradition and religion. I've had, I've had this conversation with many different people and I approach it from a Christian perspective and it's, it's, it's so similar. So with that being said, the books entitled, um, energy speaks subtitle, um, messages from spirit on living, loving, and awakening what is uh, spirit to you? Is that the same thing as God? I've had different people on here who say that that spirit is not God that it's something totally different. Is it like, is it God who likes actually orchestrates all of this stuff to happen and, and sends out these types of beings to you to be involved with you? I mean, that's how we would look at it in like a Christian tradition, but how was it looked at from, you know, the term spirit versus God?
2: Well, it's interesting because I believe it was the publisher who suggested that that word was in the, was in the sub, subheading. So it wasn't actually something I, um, I, I actually engineered myself. Um, but my, my because I, I wasn't raised a Christian, so I don't come from the same tradition. But w- 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 the way I tend to experience spirit is I think of spirit as all encompassing. So it can encompass God. It can encompass yeah. guides. It can <laughs> encompass your soul. But but that you know that's the way I understand that word. Um, we're all different, and we're all raised with certain words and certain beliefs that we ascribe in different ways. Yeah. So for me, spirit is really what's around us all the time. It's 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 the life force um, that is around us all the time. So that that that's kind of how i see it but i know i know in certain traditions it's quite specific how it's seen
1: yeah but i i, I think i think it's uh i think it's the same thing you know what i'm saying it's just like ter- you know what I'm saying the terminologies and stuff like that um so can i can i
2: say one thing actually because I, yeah. I loved what you were saying a minute ago about the kind of scrutiny mm-hmm. and it, it hit me you know one of the things that i always find really sad about our world is when people want to fight about their faith, their religion. I always think it's so insane because I think that, you know, the the core essence of religion or spirituality is really, I, I feel, to be more loving and more communal toward one another. So it's interesting that, you know, even in this arena, there are these um, – People want to fight about the rules, the beliefs. And I always find it so strange that no one stops and examines the fact that they're doing that. If they really follow the teachings they're following and they aren't extremist religions that are very separatist to other people and other religions, I always find it fascinating that that, that's just in our culture. And, you know, you mentioned some of the scrutiny that you guys had and I was never scared about my relationship with my guides because it felt so true and so home. But I was definitely intimidated to talk to people about it because of how they would react. And now I'm older and I understand that. I'm like, well, it's in our culture to fight and to push back and know this is my truth, this is your God. Or this And it, to me, there's such yeah. an insanity in that. Yeah. Um, they're always. I've always found that so bizarre.
1: Yeah, I know that's the weird thing because like, you like it, during this interview you're saying stuff that like is right out of you know the bible really and uh but because you don't use certain terms and phrases people would just throw it out the window it's the same it's the same exact thing as far as like the theory of it and, and the way that it works but people are just caught up on those words because they feel like they own it or they are a part of it and so that's something that will probably always be there though you know they feel like yeah. they, they own something like that um well, you know, getting getting back to the the uh, the, the beings that you're um, in communication with, what are their names, and how did they tell you that? Well, with some humour, um,
2: because I said, you know, do you have names? Because they said that we're a group, and and I asked some questions, and they said, well we're a group of 88 entities but we then extend wider into source source being the name that they give to the universe and they said you can think of us as a consciousness library they said some of us have been incarnate on on earth before some of us have never been incarnate um we have some angelics in here so they're they're a kind of group and a team and they uh, so i said do you have names and they said well we don't really have names but we know that um, we know that human beings like names. So they said, you can call me Zachary and I'm the lead spokesperson. And then over the years, I met a couple more who came forward and would speak and they, they identified as feminine rather than masculine. And their names were Zafariah and Xiadora. And for a while, I was channeling all three differently and I was definitely a little triggered, you know, as a man, I was like, oh, God, is this going to really upset women that I'm kind of, you know, channeling a woman? And I would understand that, even though they said, well, it's not really the same. They said masculine, feminine energy are energies, and it's very fixed on earth how we how we play it as a culture, you know, this is a man, this is a woman. And they said, and that's part of the problem on your planet, um, in terms of consciousness and love and oneness appearing more. So, um, at a certain point they all became one group again and people who followed my work started referring to them as disease. So that's how this term disease stuck because, um, because when it was just one voice channeling again, they every everyone had kind of christened them. So that's that's how that's why we now refer to them as the Z's when I actually channel.
1: Now, um, is this is this something where w- whenever you do these channeling sessions, do you mm-hmm. go into like a trance like state and then speak as them, or yeah. is this just something that you have to articulate yourself and communicate an idea, or do you? let them speak through you how does that work yeah it's not a trance and the
2: process for me is quite simple so right now we're talking and i could um if there's a pause i could literally go what's this about why am i doing this right now and I, they'll tell me um it's funny i would say for love <laughs> um but but if i was channeling um for a group how it tends to work is i will see the first like sentence um so it would be something i it's kind of like a visual I'll, I'll close my eyes and it will be welcome to today and your new level of awakening and so if i start by saying those words that i see then i no longer see things and it just comes through me but i'm not in a trance in any way that i won't um i could break it at any moment And it's a little bit like sitting behind myself and getting to listen. And usually when I've done like a 45 minute channel for a group or for a recording, I will come away and there will be like three things that caught my attention that I'll remember. But I'll tend to forget the rest Um, as as anybody does if they speak for 45 minutes nonstop, you know.
1: Yeah. Now, is this something that um, everybody can do? And if everybody can do it, is there a specific group of entities or angels if some would say that are assigned to them that you need to tap into these guys or is it something that we should seek out um versus having it happen organically like just trying to communicate with different entities or whatever the case may be with that or is it something you know how 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 should everyone else approach something like this
2: well the way i the way i always put it which is true for me is you know i am not a chef That is not one of my skill sets. But if I went to chef school for three months, every single day, Monday to Friday, I'm going to come out of there and I'm going to, and I may not be the most talented chef in the world, but I'm going to know how to put various meals together because I have just gone through the process of practicing and been taught. So I think anybody who is willing to practice channeling can channel. Like I said earlier, the easiest thing for anybody to do, and I've led workshops where I get people to do this, is to sit. Sit down with a pen and paper, or if you prefer the computer or your phone, use that, and just write down what does my soul or my higher self or God, however you want to phrase it, want me to know today. And then listen for some words and start writing them. And the trick is not to pay attention to the words. You, you have to be like a receptionist. You know, you're just taking dictation, which is how it was for me. And you can look at the di- dictation later, but when the words start flowing, just write them down. And some people get very upset if they think they aren't speaking to their guides or angels. And I always say, don't worry about that. Get into the practice of asking for some words to come that aren't just thoughts in your head. Mm-hmm. That aren't just you kind of going about your day. Yeah. That's you taking a focused moment to open to something bigger than yourself. And I always say, if if you are interested in this kind of stuff, you can do that. Somebody who's anti this kind of stuff, against you know, <laughs> they probably aren't going to do it because it's not their world or their desire. Um, but I've never met anybody come i've never had anyone come to one of my workshops and not be able to do this even though when i usually announce it a small number of the room look horrified because they didn't think they were going to have to do it but i do it to show people how easy it is and um the more you practice it the more in-depth the um connection and the information can become
1: so is it kind of like um automatic writing almost like tapping into that flow state and just it's coming from somewhere you didn't make it up it's beautiful words and it's coming and you just got to get it out of you and then you can kind of go back and, and read through it is that kind of how you, it works ab- absolutely and I
2: think sometimes people will say <laughs> one of the things I hear all the time which you know I get I get people's frustration they're like well I did it but you know it was just really nice it just said that I'm a really nice person and that I'm very loving and it didn't really tell me anything and I and I'll always say well do you, do you say that to yourself every day? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, there you go. It's like yeah. you're being calibrated. You're being calibrated to a frequency of love and support. And the more you get used to having a voice inside your head that's actually really nice to you, because remember, my story is... I didn't have many voices in my head that were yeah. very nice to me at the time. Yeah. You know, it was all I was still coming on the back of self-judgment or self-attack. Yeah. And sure, you know, I wasn't living in that state all the time. But they were the thoughts in my head that I was noticing. And suddenly this other one came in.
1: Um, I, so uh, does, does this come in to play with your music as well? It's funny that,
2: that happened a year before. Um, and I, you know, I, I, loved music as a kid. I loved singing in like shows at school. Um, and I loved pop music. Um, and then I graduated more into kind of alternative singer songwriters. Um, but I never thought that that would be something I could do. And when I, when I was 20, 21, so just over a year before I heard the voice of my guides, I started hearing music in my head and, um, I learned, like three chords on a guitar and would start bringing, you know, I had a tape recorder and I would start recording these songs. So to me, um, it might not sound like it to someone who's not created music before, but that to me was like a miracle. I was, I was just blown away by the fact that I could, you know, hear these things in the ether and bring them down and, and, and kind of write words around them. And, And as a, as, as music, Um, it was just like a miracle to me. And now I often weave music into the work that I do, which we didn't do for many years, but it just kind of organically started happening. So um, the thing I love about music and why for me it's such a spiritual thing is it hits your senses. You don't have to understand the mathematics behind how the music was composed, but music moves into your body and, and, and moves your emotions and your feelings and sometimes your feet and, you know, rhythms in your brain. It's, it's, it's so powerful.
1: That's awesome, man. Um, we've had experiences in church and it's kind of a big thing where they call it, um, uh, pretty much singing prophetically over someone. So to be in a, in a, in a session where there's, beautiful music playing and they'll have a song that they do, but then they extend the song and kind of what they call be led of the spirit. And they'll go, you know, different places on and the, uh, you know what I'm saying? With, with the music, with, with the guitars and stuff. And everybody kind of shifts and makes this new song that they start singing. And then the vocalist will begin to speak prophetically, as God, as the Holy Spirit, releasing things um, over people or removing things off of people and things like that. So you know what I'm saying. I feel like it's very much similar to that. And and you know what I'm saying music has a big part to play in that. Of that, just facilitating. We we can call it the trance state. It's really easy to get in if you put some soothing music on in the background. So you know what I'm saying that's, that's fantastic. That's, that's really yeah,
2: beautiful. that's amazing.
1: Um, we got some more questions here everybody's blowing up the chat you got some fans here hanging out and we got some mutual fans that's really cool they're saying hey i listen to you and listen to lee so that is really cool um people are wanting to know and this may be from some of their experience but they're wanting to know about um discerning between the dark energies or the you know i'm saying malevolent um entities that are trying to uh, talk to them or, or say things to them. So have you had any experience with dark entities? And, um, you know, how do, how do people kind of, you know what I'm saying, tell the difference between the two? Uh, you know, I've probably had far more experience, because uh, I, I don't think I've had
2: any experience of channeling dark entities. Um, I, I can't think of any time that that has happened. But I've had plenty with people. Um, I have had plenty of times that the darkness in people has come after me. Mm -hmm. Um, And remember, you know, I kind of talked about, you know, I had my own darkness in my childhood, um, you know, a kind of a a, a place I developed in myself where I would destructively eat. So I think, you know, I think we all have some darkness in us. I I don't think you can live on earth without kind of (laughs) being somewhere between light and dark, but I've never, I've never had dark entities In the spirit world, but I've definitely had to learn boundaries with the darkness of other human beings coming after me. And I don't mean that to sound horror movie. I think it happens to all of us all the time. And most people are unconscious. It's like the person who will railroad you or who will, um, you know, and they're probably doing it because of abandonment or because of a life of rejection. But if you don't hold your own when you're in that kind of energy dance with somebody, you can get um affected and infected by that energy and then have to wow. recover from it or that's or let so, go of it so i've so i've been involved in some dark relationship dynamics for sure yeah
1: man that's so funny you say those two words together because before we went live those were the two words that i was kind of throwing around in the ethers myself kind of huh. you know what i'm saying thinking about that it was it, it was the term affected by by the spirit realm and those other entities that people are dealing with being affected but then a jump to infected as well so it's really synchronistic that you use that where does synchronicity come into play 333 11, 11 444 1212, 12, 12, seeing these numbers um <clears throat> repeating themselves over and over is this a, a way yeah. that they communicate with you
2: yeah. For, for It's funny. One of my best, one of my greatest teachers, I was, um, 19 years old. Um, Amanda, um, Amanda Birchinoff who lives in, in England. She recognized intuition in me and she said, you're very intuitive. Do you know that? And I was like, Oh no, no. You know, I kind of didn't know what, you know what, I mean, I, I said, I didn't know what she was talking about. I knew what intuition was and I was a fan of it, but I didn't think I had it. Um, And she started pointing out synchronicities and symbols. And she said, do you see the same symbols in certain places? And I I, I was like, "Uh, well, yeah, but doesn't everybody? You know, I wasn't making anything of it. So for me, symbols, numbers, they're confirmation. But, you know, one thing all my life, and I share this with people and a lot of other people have this experience, is songs. You know, you're having a rough day and, you know, you're driving and you're like in your head about something. And suddenly this song, you know, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush don't give up comes on the radio. And if you pay attention, you know, or or your shuffle, if you've got, you know, an iPhone or an iPod puts a certain song on and the universe will kind of send that to you. So Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in. Kind of the more we can keep our eyes open more of the time to the idea that there are signs and people and events that are trying to enter our day and communicate with us i, I i'm a big believer in that because it's something i've experienced for a, a couple decades now yeah
1: yeah that's awesome like I, I i really resonate with the music thing too of just being able to tell like one thing like as far as like happening prophetically i was having all these weird experiences where i knew the next song that was going to be on the radio and then it would come on and i would i would say the first few lyrics four seconds later those lyrics would come on and it was just like really weird so it it was so much so that i would i called in to the radio station and was like hey is there a loop do you guys play these same songs every day and then i just know because I know what song's coming next, and they're like, "No, this is all random." And I was like, "That's oh great, my God!" So I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it. But it's cool that you said that. You know, everybody says the numbers thing. You know, the 333 and all that kind of stuff. But it's cool that you said that uh, you want to see the information. You want to prove the information. And it's usually phrases for me a lot, too. We'll see billboards and things like that. Just things that the way that that, um, you know, I'm saying they're communicating. But a phrase that you've never heard in your life that comes to you randomly and then you start hearing it everywhere, whatever the case is. But the information that comes through as well. Um, So like. It's kinda of weird. I, I I ask people what you know what I'm saying, what does the synchronicity mean? A lot of times they say pay attention to the information. Well, sometimes there is no information. It's just numbers. I kind of feel like it's God, spirit source, dropping breadcrumbs, letting yeah. you know, hey, you're on the right path. Keep going. Here's a breadcrumb. Well, and, Keep following. And it's
2: interesting, like what you said, they say pay attention to the information. I also think the information is something we ascribe. So for example, I have a few sets of numbers that are kind of happy for me. Um, I, you know, I, I, I've put them in certain aspects of my life. So I will see those numbers. But I, to me, they're just, it's like a wink from the universe. It's not necessarily information. It's yeah. like, oh, cool, there's my numbers. <laughs> or like you said, I have that with billboards. With it's It's where do your eyes land that you weren't expecting to land? And do you pay attention to what they land on? Or to take it to another level, you know, you're struggling and you're like, universe, help me out here. In the next hour, can something happen that just gives me a little lift? Yeah. And it might not be that you get a phone call. It might not be that someone gives you a gift of some kind. It might just be that if you're paying attention, you will see like your favorite musical artist in a store that they shouldn't be in, um, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, it's, so these signs that it's, it's all like, okay, it, it's okay. It's like, it's going to be okay. It might be a rough moment. It might be a rough month. But it's going to be okay and i think we all need to remember that um, because it can be challenging to to be alive it can be beautiful and it can be really challenging and for all of us the more we can be somewhere in the middle the more balanced we tend to be
1: that's good um so why is this important now is this not just a hobby it's just something to get into why is the information that's coming through and channeling important for today
2: I, you know, I feel like I remember in the 80s, um, my mom, um, my mom started going to something called yoga. And we were like, what's yoga? You know, it's kind of like this weird thing. And that was, you know, almost what, 40 years ago. And now yoga is just a part of certain people's routine. And I feel like for me personally, the more people can, channel for themselves. And I don't mean guides or energies necessarily, but even just remembering that you can sit down with a pen and paper and speak to the highest wisest part of yourself. Um, It's very empowering because it reminds us that we can connect to something bigger than ourselves and that we are connected to it. It's not something distant or separate from us. So I, I'm kind of I'm I didn't intend to release this book. I was going to release a completely different book in in my words, um, and that book wasn't working. And a series of events led me to realize that you know people who followed my work would I had some self published material and they would all say God I've got that by my bedside. So I went back to the publisher and said Hey, how do you feel about this? And they went We would love to. So that was kind of how this book came about. So. I feel like hopefully what this book does is not just give people information from my guides, but reminds them that any of us can do it um, and that the energy in the book can help you just connect
1: with whatever that is for you. I'm glad you said that. Like there are some people who uh, it's only them. Like they are the prophet for the end of the world. They're here to teach humanity and the emphasis is on them. It's a very much an egoic thing. And those are some weird conversations to be had with those people who claim to be that they're the only ones who can do this and those are really weird conversations but it's about letting people know because i mean people are having these encounters whether we want to acknowledge them or not so helping people find some type of clarity on how you know just to know that they're not crazy let's at least have the conversation is a huge reason why it's important there's people who are drugging themselves they're addicted to all types of substance to try to quiet the voices um or you know they're putting children on 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 different uh, medications to quiet the voices. They're you know I'm saying drugging the prophets and the seers of the next generation, and we need to talk about this stuff. So I think that's why it's important as well um how you know one
2: thing can i just throw one thing in there because i love what you just said you know what has blown my mind so i have been a public channeler for um about well 15 years since i did readings but it was 13 years ago that things first started appearing on youtube and stuff which is when you go to a whole other level of meeting people you know you're not really connected to (laughs) as you know yeah um and i can't tell you how many people will like secretly come up to me if they know what I do at a party or in a, in a private session that they, they hired me for. Um, and they'll, you know, they'll be like CEOs of huge businesses or, um, people who, who just, you would look at them and you wouldn't know and they'll go, I channel too. You know, and I've had like interviewers say that to me, and they say I would never do it on television, <laughs> but, and I'm and I'm standing there going, oh, you know, great, I'm being interviewed by you. I, you know, it's like I'll okay, I'll throw myself under the bus first. But what it what it showed me was that just this the, the the fear and the stigma that that's out there about it. But so many people have this connection, and and I think it all of it is on the rise, whether it's people experiencing channeling, whether it's people waking up, people seeing that there's a bigger world than the world we all grew up being told. Uh,
0: With the Lucky Land you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table
1: upright, and start getting lucky.
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: That was the world, and I think that's very evident right now. So,
0: yeah. That's
1: awesome. Um... How important is sleep? Because you got a whole chapter dedicated to sleep. How important is sleep with with I guess channeling, but just you know, just our our spiritual health in general.
2: You know one one of the things that was fascinating to me that there's there's a channel in the book called sleep, um, and I think the subtitle is a surprising key to self mastery. And what they explained was was a couple things. Um, Number one, we process things in the sleep state that we can't or don't need to process in the day. So sometimes people wake up and they go, oh, I had a horrible nightmare last night. And, and now if I have a horrible nightmare, I'm like, oh, thank God that happened, you know, in the sleep state because I wonder what it protected me from in the day that I didn't need to process that much fear in the day. Um, because they said that the only difference between um, a sleeping person and a dead body is a pulse. Um, they said, in terms of your soul, goes, go, it kind of opens out again at night while you're asleep. So one of the pieces of advice that they give is to create your own sleep remedies as intentions before you go to bed. So if you've had a really stressful day, you could go to lie down in bed and say... Um, you know, guides or universe, please help me wake up tomorrow refreshed yeah. and ready to actually be very consciously intending that sleep can be a healing state, but that we forget that we can suggest before we go to bed what it is we would like wow. to experience. And so I thought that was really interesting. That's awesome. Um, I have to say it works too. Having used it many times, but I didn't know that before. It really, it really does something when you're that conscious about your sleep.
1: It does. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible that says his mercies are new every morning. So, you know, if you have a rough day, you know, you can't wait to get to the bed. And so you, you yeah. like live with that intention that when I get to bed, I'm going to sleep this off. I'm going to wake up the next morning. I'm going to be a different person. All of that weight that I was carrying, is going to be gone. And I believe it. So when I go to bed, I receive it. I wake up the next morning, you know, revitalized and and you know what I'm saying, all that. But it's going to bed with the intention. I mean, we're talking about having people having lucid dreams and encountering different uh angels or beings in their sleep as well. Like, you know, if you go to sleep with those intentions, I mean, that's, you know, that's what you're supposed to do to to like um induce this stuff, but you know, it's, it's funny though, cause everything just kind of come, it, it's like a mirror, you know, as you're saying this stuff, I'm like, yep, I know what he's talking about. I go to sleep, wake up the next morning feeling like a million bucks, you know? Yeah.
2: I love, I love hearing it the way you're, the way you're describing it too, because like I said, I, I haven't, I haven't studied the Bible. I don't know Christianity, but it is amazing to me how it all, it all interlocks. It's just, we've, we've kind of learned it through different systems or languages or yep. uh, yeah, but it's it, the it, same thing. It's kind of lovely.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. It's universal at the end of the day, because it's so funny because like I'll have people on the show and I'll be like, are you sure you weren't into Christianity? Are you sure you didn't study this? And like, (laughs) no, I've never heard what you're talking about. But we're saying the same exact thing. And we've come to the same conclusions, but through very different paths. So Hmm. hold on. There's there's a bigger message there at the end of the day. Something this if if it's of love and it's of light and maybe you got to go through the darkness i think we all have to Mm -hmm. um speaking of the darkness and the dark entities and everybody's kind of caught up on that uh if i I know the the universe works in such a way that you're going to find whatever you're looking for so if you're looking for dark entities if you i think you should be trained to see them like you were saying you you're dealing with them on other people it sounds like me i don't i don't i i've got i've got the words demon hunter tattooed on my arm that was a big thing looking for demons everywhere and dealing with my own but um when i tap in i don't i don't deal with demons trying to possess me and all of that kind of stuff anymore that people think which you know you're watching a lot of horror movies and letting a lot of that stuff in you gotta deal with the uh the uh, darkness but whatever, whatever you're looking for you're gonna find i think we should be trained to discern between the spirits as they're speaking through other people or other people are hosts that we're dealing with so we got to deal with that but wh- wh- where's your relationship now if you want to call them demons or the dark night or your, your past wh- what like how do you like what's your relationship with that now now i'm thankful that I went through the dark night and I had to deal with those demons early on as a teenager, as mm. a kid, because it's it's made me the the man that I am today. Without them, I would I probably wouldn't be. I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be thankful for life. I wouldn't be thankful yeah. for health and family and all that kind of stuff. Where's your relationship now when you look back at the past and the darkness and things like that?
2: That's a really good question. I you know, I like you, I I I stand on the shoulders of my past. So I I'm grateful for I'm grateful for everything that happened and I, I actually think that if I hadn't have so desperately needed self-growth work and metaphysics and, and all of those things even though at the time I didn't understand this could be work that I was doing for other people. um, I I don't think I would be as passionate about what I do now because I know what it's like to go from, because there's two different ways I work really, you know, my, my work goes between healing or thriving. Some people come to me for healing. Some people come to me to learn how to thrive more. And often, you know, I think it's always a little bit of both um, for all of us. So I, For me, when I look back on what I went through, I'm so grateful when I look out into the world now and I see a certain level of emotional awareness, emotional intelligence that wasn't around when I was a kid, a level of uh, vulnerable communication that we have in the world that is there for young kids growing up now that would have saved me if I'd seen it out there. yeah. Um, Yeah, that 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 that's kind of how I, how I kind of sit with it all. But yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm here today and I'm where I am today because I've, I've come a long way as I think we all have.
1: But when you were going through it, it was a different story, right?
2: (laughs) Oh, when I was going through it, it was, it was hell. And, and, and it was, it was, um, it was closeted hell because some parts of life looked fine. Um, and I, and I think that was the, the kind of gift of doing this work what I realized was everyone's dealing with something and it doesn't mean everyone's actively unhappy at every stage of their life, but everyone's got a challenge. And if somebody's fairly happy in their own life, and this is why I always say you mustn't ever envy anybody else's life based on what you think you're seeing about it. I remember very clearly there was a woman who was really envious of her friend's life. And then she found out that her friend's husband had been dying from cancer for a year and they hadn't told everybody. And she had been, and, and I thought that was such a good. She was envious of her friend's life on Instagram because th- they were going on all these holidays and it always looked like they were happy. Well, they knew they were at the end of his life. So they were living, but they weren't going to tell people that because they didn't want everyone's pity. And I thought that was a fantastic um, awakener to, to the way our own mind will tell us stories about other people that aren't actually true. They're just our own ego reflecting something or reflecting our own wound. So, um, yeah.
1: Um, doing spiritual work, there's a lot of people who are trying to move into a place where they can pursue spirituality or use their, um, you know, giftings and abilities to make a living for themselves, to be able to do this full full time, things like that. But there's something that we have to get over is this relationship with money. Everyone mm. has a different connotation when it comes to money. That money means. I mean, even in the Bible, they say that the uh, love of money is the root of all evil. And then you actually have a, a chapter <laughs> called loving money. So there's a weird disconnect that people think that money is evil, or I shouldn't get paid to do what I love. You know, there's all of these just different ideas that come in when we're talking about money and energy and being, you know, paid for what you love to do. Um, You know, how how can we change that relationship with the way that we look at money?
2: Well, it's interesting because I was hesitant to let that chapter be called Loving Money, but uh, (laughs) they were very insistent about it. And I get it because I think it's such a paradox, that title, because I don't think um, we have a love of money, and I don't necessarily think that as a world we should love the financial system we're in, and there's a hell of a lot that I look at in both our financial system and particularly for me as a British person living in America, um, you know the healthcare system here is insane to me, um, and 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 Amen. is is kind of horrifying when I when I look at how people can't have their basic needs met and they're really struggling. Um, yep. So there's a lot of distorted energy around money. But if we just come back to your personal relationship with it, and specifically healers, and um, you know one of the things that you will see if you are becoming a healer online is there will be somebody who will say on a comment, you shouldn't be charging for this, it's spiritual. And yeah. I'm always like, you know, I didn't overly study the Bible, but I'm sure Jesus was getting donations of food and shelter, oh, which yeah. at the time was the currency because they didn't have bank accounts. So, you know, the the the, the idea, it's, it's such an insane argument because it's not your gift that you get. Paid for. It's your energy and your time. And nobody can do this work full-time unless they're, you know, maybe a millionaire and a multimillionaire and they don't need to earn money, which is a whole other, whole other stratosphere. But most of us aren't in that position. So loving money is really asking us to examine how have you seen money all your life? Who and what influenced your ideas about money? And how can you rewire that? And it was an interesting chapter for me because it was probably first channeled about eight years ago, and I look at I look at my journey around money, and it's been a, a kind of steady one. But when I started, I was donation based healer, and uh, it was ten pounds, which is about fifteen dollars, and I would spend ninety minutes for you, you know, writing out this this channel and then re-editing it and sending it to you as a as a two thousand word document. Um, And now, you know, we have a company where I employ 10 people a month to not full time, but 10 different creatives. um, And the money that comes in for the courses and everything that we do, I can plow back into production and creative work and a lot of the free stuff that goes out. So I completely see the balanced wheel of the money that comes to what I do has gone out and is serving more people than ever before for free um, so I think you have to understand with money you've got to be insane to want to have ten million dollars sitting in a bank account and you know or rolling on a bed full of dollars you know that that might thrill you for ten minutes and then you'll get over it because you'll realize it in itself is empty but money is a resource that we can be ambassadors of and too many people forget that they're like oh I don't deserve three million dollars and I'm always like you won't be sitting in $3 million. You will be, if you have $3 million, you'll buy your mom a house. You'll give this charity some money. You'll invest in a business that's doing good in the world. If you've got more than you need and you're truly spiritual, you will be benevolent with that money. Nobody needs, you know, I I kind of, that blew my mind when I saw the Osho documentary when they had like a hundred Rolls Royces. But I was like, okay, if I step away from judgment of that, was that somehow important at the time that spiritual people could be? I, I don't know. I mean, I can't really get into that, but I remember thinking, why
0: have they got. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumba Casino. Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: 100 Rolls Royces sitting on that land. Think of what that money could do for the community. And anyway, that's just how I think. And that that was a long time ago. So I think loving money is something we have to really allow like can we be grateful for the money that we have that supports our life because it's it's a resource that supports experiences that we have with each other on the planet and if we demonize money or if we live in fear of money we
1: are going to block abundance coming to us yeah yeah we'll start pushing away blessings and stuff but like if you look at it as like a time to money ratio like there's like millions or billions of people working at dead-end jobs where they hate going there they they yes. loathe it they don't want to be there and they're working 40 50 60 hours per week at a place where that they hate they don't want to be there they have to be there because the company gives great health care you know mm-hmm. they have great dental and you have a family and they family, what if family yeah. get sick and so that's a, like that's just a just this weird place that that we live in but Um, just think if you get to wake up and spend 40, 50, 60 hours per week doing what you love and being able to make a living doing it, whatever it is, being a podcaster, being a healer, being a musician, like being able to bring that into your reality, is that something that the, the beings will help you do? Um, especially like if, I mean, you know, I don't think it's. You know many of our callings to work at a dead-end job and be tired no. and not be able to that's not our i don't i think we're meant for for you know what i'm saying more than that so is that something that you can work with them when how do i bring this into my reality you know i i for me that 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 was a learning curve that i i undertook as a human being
2: so definitely uh you know i was lucky in that the way that they were able to help people was something that people wanted. But then there came a point when I shifted from only ever channeling and started working with people as an intuitive coach and kind of sitting in between the higher information and where that person was because that to me was where the gold is. It's like we can have a higher piece of information and we go, oh, that sounds great, but then something rises in our body in reaction to it, and that's the piece that we have to work. So what I had to yeah, what I had to learn over the years was how do you make this happen? So I did a lot of work on myself, to be honest, and that's what I would encourage anybody. Um, I, I I investigated, um, I knew I had a big mission, vi- uh, vision. But I also knew that would require more money because it wasn't, I couldn't do 80 hours a week by myself to try and make that happen. I mean, I did for a while and I tried it, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to work my own relationship to abundance over the years. Um, I worked with coaches, I worked with business mentors because business was not a world I had been trained in. It was something that started to grow around me um, and suddenly dealing with different employees and a budget every month was something i had to figure out and understand so what i always say is you can learn anything like if you really care about something you can learn anything and and but but give yourself time like don't try and become you know a big company in a year if you really care about your mission you'll go this might take me 5 to 10 years but i'm going to yeah. get there Um, And and what I love about now is there's so many resources out there to help people with this. So last year, I started myself. I offered a course called Impact the World. And it was how healers, creatives, and entrepreneurs become who they are here to be because I wanted to do something that talked about the front side of the work, but also all the ups and downs that you go through. So I'll be doing that again next year. And I have an online course called Own Your Value for healers and entrepreneurs. But I mean, I'm talking about what I've done. I just added another thing to the pot of everything that's out there. And I I love that about this time. I feel like... The internet has so many free resources and podcasts and things that you can listen to that will help you align with what you want to do. And and to not think that you should have all that down because it's a learning curve. And so you're going to learn how to become the person who can do that in the world. Give yourself time, get the mentors, the podcasts, the help
1: you need, and just chip away one one week at a time. Yeah, definitely. I know. I I enjoyed listening to different spiritual podcasts, or even the Joe Rogan podcast. When I was driving a mm-hmm. truck for a living, I'd listen to all these podcasts. But then, knowing that I wanted to do podcasting for a living, that I wanted to be a healer and those things, I started listening to podcasts about podcasting, like telling yeah. you how to set it up and etiquette and what to do and what not to do. So, I mean, you know, you have to get, um, you know, you really have to. You know what I'm saying? Be a Berean, you have to be a um, a researcher to learn everything about it and do it yeah. with excellence. And there's a lot of people that they're good at what they do as far as the content that they create, but they have no idea how to market it, how to get it out there to people. And then again, it, it comes becomes practical. You know, whether it's if, if you're releasing music, you can have the the best song or the best album and you release it and nobody hears it. And then eventually you're going to get tired with it, and yeah. you're going to create a new song, and yeah. that other song is going to fall on the back burner. And I, I deal with so many artists today who do that, and and they they you know they sell seven albums and they're on to the next one. And yeah, they got some golden material, but they don't know how to work with people or actually get that kind of stuff out there. So I love I love that, that you're
2: bringing this way. up because I think that's such a tricky area. Like I was very, very against, you know, if I heard the word marketing or sell your thing, yeah. it kind of made my body crackle. Like yeah. ugh, I yeah. kind of, you know, I had a problem with it and I learned <laughs> they were right, because if you aren't willing to tell somebody about your thing, then your thing will disappear. <laughs> and what really helped me was as I took on team members, um, which felt like the truth, and I would always take on team members right to the limit of what I was earning. So, you know, I, I like for a year, I took on a team member and paid them. I paid myself about 70% of what I was paying them because I felt like if I invested in the business for a year and I did that, that would help us grow. Um, but but one of the things that that really struck me around that was, that put a pressure on me to to market things because I was paying other people's wages. So, that helped me get over myself and just go, you've got to tell people about this stuff. And I think it goes back to that whole asking for money thing. Yeah. People go, oh, I can't ask people for money. And I'm like, you're not asking people for money. You're offering them something that you really believe in. Yeah. And I always find this sad with musicians because as we know, you and I, it's expensive to make recorded music. Like it's one of the biggest losses in the world yeah. right now. You, you spend a fortune and a gazillion hours on a song for, for three cents. And it's, <laughs> so it's a 99 cent download that no one buys and they'll stream it. And, you know, and so, so, you know, I have, I have lost so much money on music over the years and that's okay. Cause it's my passion. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, that's one of the ironies to me. It's like, you have to, you can, you can make the best creativity in the world. And hey, again, if you're a millionaire and you're giving it away um, or you don't care whether it's seen, but I argue that's not true for most creators, um, fine, throw it out there and don't think about it again. But actually, I know for me, I am so happy when someone I'm a fan of sends me a newsletter saying... I've got a new album out. I will buy the album. I will buy the T-shirt. You know, and I and I want to engage because those things have great value to me. But if you hide the value that you have, if you're like, oh, I, I can't tell people about this, either because you're scared of the few people who might look at you critically, um, you will stay small. And I'm not saying that as a judgment. That's just a fact. So I I really had to I had to. I went through a lot of inner burn in myself for years around feeling shy or feeling um, worried about like putting my stuff in front of people. And and eventually I got over it because I thought this isn't about me. Yeah. This isn't about how I feel. This is about I've got something that I know can help people. I also know I put a load of free stuff into the world that helps people. Exactly. So, it's no one I'm not forcing anyone to buy anything, but I am not hiding what's there either. I'm willing to tell them, hey, if this resonates for you, this thing is here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, um, I, I do that, too. So we, we, we actually go live and we do like live prayer and, and and we give advice and stuff like that. And I make sure that we do something free because we also have services that we provide that cost money. And so I would hate to not be able to be there for that person Or they get left out because they can't afford a session with me or whatever the case is. So I make sure that there's enough free resources out there. Or we do go live and we open up the phone lines and we're here to talk for two hours this night or whatever the case is. So you know there's 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 different things that we have we have to do to uh to to be okay or or to be to be comfortable with what we're doing because we we don't want to you know you ne- you never want to leave somebody out because they can't afford you or whatever the case is but but time and energy and effort it costs a lot of money and there's a lot of money that goes into creating music and creating websites and creating a podcast yeah. and on the back end so um yeah you would you would, I mean you would hope to be paid for what you do I'm still blown away that I get to do what I love and people see value in it, like creating music. I remember when I couldn't beg anybody to buy a CD or, or buy, you know, or even just listen to my music. And now, you know you know what I'm saying? People support it all over the world. So it's interesting.
2: That's awesome. Um, and I love, by the way, that you're doing Patreon. I love Patreon. Um, I support a couple of people on Patreon already. And I just think it's such an amazing um, system.
1: It is. It's so crazy. I couldn't do it without it, man. So it's yeah. like, it's, the fa- it's so weird because like you have a, You have a few people on there who who do a lot you know what i'm saying that they really believe in you they believe in the message and the artwork and the music and the podcast and whatever they believe in that they want to financially get behind you and fund it because especially with music like there's not a lot of money in this stuff and mm-hmm. I, have to, you know the music costs money and then shooting videos and all that kind of oh, stuff yeah. it gets expensive and and you know what i'm saying the return on that doesn't add up for an independent artist unless you're touring full time and yeah. and you know not everybody can do that but yeah patreon's a, a beautiful model um right here at the end of the show man the the book is called energy speaks I'm going to put a link to this in the description wherever you're listening to this at so people can purchase it. But if there was one thing that people had to take away from this book, what, what would that message be? Um,
2: you know, that energy is speaking to us all of the time and that the more we see that and the more we feel that and the more we can interpret that, the richer life becomes. That That's kind of been the truth of my life and for other people I know who who have that experience. So I hope that the book helps you uncover some of, some of that. And the reason that I shared my story at the beginning is like you said earlier, a lot of channelers that I knew, I didn't know anything about their life. And I sometimes would have people come up to me at channeling events uh, projecting onto me thinking that because I was channeling the Z's, uh, that I was them or that I had their perspective all the time, which of course I didn't. So the reason I put my, my story at the beginning was so that you could see, you know, very, very seemingly ordinary life. And then this supposedly extraordinary thing happened. Yeah. But for me, my message is it isn't extraordinary. If, if, it if it's as ordinary for me as just part of my daily routine, then that's the truth for everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's beautiful, man. When we look at people like, uh, you know, Abraham Hicks and Abraham, like, I love the information that comes through, but I love her story more. So to be able to listen to her, I remember she went on Oprah and told her story and you like, you kind of see yourself in that story. You know what I'm saying? For people who are having those type of encounters, we're looking for people who are like going to speak for us. Like, man, what he's saying, I've been through that. I know what he's talking about. I felt those those, uh, you know, shifts in energy. And I get those voices speaking to me and, um, and you know, what I'm saying, what do I do with it? We don't know. There's not a lot of teachers or anything, but you know, I think, I think, I think the, the game is, is changing now. I think it's shifting now. A lot of people are, are becoming more confident in who they are and in their abilities. And we're not scared, but it mm-hmm. takes those few people to stick their neck out, and receive the judgment, receive the ridicule, the finger pointing. But in the end, it you see you see what it does for people that it um, it changes their life. And, and like I've talked about it because I was talking about this stuff in church and we would talk about like uh, psilocybin mushroom encounters and, and uh, you know, yeah. saying, ayahuasca and stuff like that. And and my friends who felt the same way, they would say, why are you talking about this? You're going to get fired from your job. They were going to laugh at you. You're not going to be welcomed in certain places. And I'm like, I have to talk about it because you won't.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you
1: guys believe the same thing and have had these encounters, but you won't talk about them. It's all the more reason why I have to. And then we so can do it though. That's it's like sh- people resonate with it.
2: Yeah, but that that that's what creates shame for us. And and shame is one of the most destructive energies for any of us towards ourselves or towards other people. So if we can be honest with each other about all of the stuff that's going on, it would completely change the world. So I love that you were doing that. That's fantastic. I will say one other thing just quickly for anybody who You know, maybe you don't want to get the book, but you're interested in seeing me channeling. Um, There's a brilliant journalist called Regina Meredith, and she's a friend. And she has a show on Gaia TV um, called Open Minds. So we did a free live video broadcast the day the book came out. Um, And if you go to energy speaks book dot com energy speaks book.com. you can get that video and she interviewed me channeling the Z's for about 30 minutes the second half of the broadcast so that some um, just just occurred to me that some people might might enjoy watching that one hour interview and it's free at <laughs> energy definitely. Com.
1: definitely well lee I, I appreciate this uh this interview man i really enjoyed our conversation we'll have to me do it too. again sometime soon man thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, you have a great one You too. Thanks so much. All right, my brother. God bless. Lee Harris, ladies and gentlemen. It's awesome that um, we share a lot of the uh, similar audience, right? And so I was just reading in the chat and people who uh, listen to his work and and what he brings to the table, and they also listen to what I do. So that's really cool when you got some things in common. Um, The more conversations you have with people... The more you find out that you have a lot more in in common, you know um um uh, I remember people talking about like you know we're we're like bi- especially in the Bible about where people are biased and they are stuck in their beliefs because they haven't never talked to anybody with different uh belief systems they've never even en- engaged anyone, so they don't know. You know what I'm saying, but when you actually have that conversation, you find out, man, this guy. Our experiences are very similar. Like, you in, in, in those the terminology may be different. I don't think it matters. We're dealing with energy, you know. The, and, and so we, I know we have the, the Christian audience who would say, you know, you're channeling disease. You're channeling spirit. You're and you, they want to they want to hear it put in a certain specific way, like it would want to channel jesus or want to channel the holy spirit you know when it comes from a biblical perspective like he never that wasn't his name his name wasn't jesus like nobody like channeled jesus he's never heard that name so people are like caught up on the names and stuff but it it's it's the the experience and the expression and the message what are they saying like what are the entities or the angels what like what are they saying judge the information Judge the information. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus is the spirit of prophecy and that prophecy and moving into prophetic is about uh, edification, exhortation, and love and building people up. So why do we have all of these people out here who are using the name of God or, or using prophecy or whatever to tear people down or to push their agenda? Someone, someone's m- missing the mark there something's off so when it's about moving in in the spirit it's about edification exhortation building people up man people are having a rough time and it's so beautiful that uh god the the essence of the universe man uh is not a respecter of persons and that um man us we we, we judge by the outer appearance but God judges according to the heart. So I'm telling you, like, you you begin to see that we're we're very much the same. Uh, the things that, that, that separate us. And so if anything that this podcast has done or is doing is just having that conversation that many have refused to have. And then you find yourself in the conversation and it's telling your story and you can pick little pieces out. I'm telling you, like he's talking about, like, they're telling jokes and like, telling rhetorical questions and you ask them a question and they answer with a question. And I'll tell you, when I got born again and I started communing with God, right? And that's, that's just my terminology, the angels, the Holy Spirit. One thing we should have talked about, I love to bring this up is like, what do they sound like? Are they, do they sound different? Does each um, entity disease, do they sound different? can you tell or is it the vibration is it the information what about god jesus the holy spirit and archangel michael do they sound different no it's the impression it's the quickening is how they communicate it's a still small voice and you have to be able to interpret the information that they give they're not going to tell you you know, to do something destructive to yourself or to your family or to harm other people, you're not going to, that's, you know, that's, it couldn't be anything further from the truth. And so if you are channeling entities or you're hearing voices that are telling you to do destructive things, um, that's not good. And you, 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 you th- there is help for you. You can quiet the voices drawn near to God quiet the voices, ask to hear the voice of God. Um, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and a stranger's voice. They will not follow. Don't follow the strangers. You know, I, I get emails and I have to talk about this because I get these emails. I get them, you know? And so I, I'm responsible to talk about this stuff and to put it out there. They're not going to tell you to anything destructive or to harm yourself or others. Okay. Let's get that straight. Um, Communing with the divine, you grow in it. You know, and um, Chris Garner at the beginning was like, okay, what have you seen that proves this? And then, first of all, he said, I don't really care what proves it to anyone else, but I'll tell you what helped prove it to me. And these different experiences that you've had to to where, first of all, you got to believe it. Like we want to believe like, hold on. What am I going crazy? Am I is God literally speaking to me? Is the Holy Spirit or the angels or the Z's speaking to me? Prove it. How are you doing it? And then you start to have the synchronicities or the information that comes out. You begin to test it and it, be, it, it begins to become overwhelming for you. You'll find out really quick that, uh, you know having a vision, having a profound experience. And then you want to tell somebody you want to run, Hey, I seen this. God spoke to me this. And they're like, okay, really? The Bible goes into a lot of detail about throwing your pearls before swine. There's people who don't care about it. I got a friend of mine, close friend, God bless him. He keeps getting fired off of jobs. Why? He's going to jobs and he's, uh, just randomly talking about exoteric esoteric and aliens and all of this kind of stuff that he's passionate about i get it i'm passionate about that kind of stuff too but you got to learn to not throw your pearls before swine there's people who don't care about that there's people who don't care about that he's going up to random people talking about weird deep stuff and they're they're telling on him they're making fun of him when he leaves the room He's having uncomfortable conversations with people when he's paid to do a job. And so he keeps getting fired off like every job because he keeps doing that and he can't learn not to throw his pearls before swine. He says he don't want to conform. He's going to be himself wherever he goes. Well, even Jesus told you not to throw your pearls before swine. Don't give what is sacred to the dogs, man. That's for you. You have these encounters and these visions and these dreams and it's prophetic and it means the world to you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And you run to somebody and say, "Hey, look! I seen this." They gonna, they might laugh at you. So, to to just know, first of all, it's dealing with you to make sure that you know, to make sure that you believe this is your relationship. They don't, they don't know what goes on on the back end. People don't know the stuff you've been through, the things you've seen. Yeah, we talk about this stuff openly. People don't know. Like you should. When I first started talking about UFOs and all that stuff, it's like, it's like. I'm in a Bible belt, like you know what I'm saying the ridicule and the 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 laughing and stuff, but I mean it was it changed my life man to be go out there and um to go out there to under the open sky and communicate with God and ask to see the angels travelling and you'd i'd see balls of light angels going in and in and, in and out of stars and Are they aliens are they beings who live on another planet hell i don't know i don't know you know what what they look like you know would
2: god tell you to do something in self-defense
1: would god tell you to do something in self-defense yeah but i I don't i don't think he's going to tell you to harm harm anybody man outsmart your opponent you know and and you know what i'm saying thank you for the donation by the way um i get crazy emails and I'll just put this out there. I'm not going to say any names. I got an email from a lady um, who was abused by her husband and her husband's friend. Date raped, drugged, beat, wanted to die. And um, now suffers from severe PTSD. And she was wanting to know, does, thinking that maybe God wants her to kill her husband and the accomplice. No, he doesn't want that. Well, I'm helping someone I'm going to help. I'm going to I'm going to alleviate this man from the planet and I'm going to prevent him from messing with somebody else. No, nope. I don't believe it. You're not going to get a yes from me. You're not going to get a yes from me. You're not going to hit me up with a lawsuit and say I told you to do it. Hell no, don't do it. You know, people are this stuff is important, man. And I just did that video the other day about suicide, Um, talking about that meme. People need to. um. You got to balance the energies. You have to. You can't just like believe every voice that comes through. Um, beyond my vision and on the YouTube chat says. You always got to cast down wicked imaginations. Yeah. You have to take the Bible says take every thought captive. And hold them to. The authority or supremacy of christ which is which is everything that's good, which is everything that's beautiful I mean that's how that's interpreted. take every thought and make make it filter through that it's just gonna is this gonna help me is this gonna help humanity everyone love your enemies, pray for them who use you, despitefully use you so when when you're hearing voices man uh, you have to you really have to be able to walk in a level of discernment so but that song and dance with the divine that song and dance with god and with angels and with demons we're all um doing it some knowingly some unknowingly and i I just i love to hear the stories because you just see yourself in it um it's it's inspiring and then um I know I talked to so many people on here, man, <laughs> and I feel so different. But after every conversation, like some people, um, I don't know, some, some, some people you have that conversation with and you, you just like, okay, but then other people you're inspired by, you know, and I, I still wonder, you know, in the back of my head, I did that little documentary, I guess you can call it a little teaching about the persona. Like part of me feels like, um, like all of those feelings are already within you and then you have to in order for you to vocalize it or to embody it you have to give it a name because it takes the blame off of you whatever you say and 100% people do that in in, in the church i have friends who are street preachers and they'll preach against homosexuality on the streets God hates homosexuals and blah, blah blah, and they just they do it. When the reality is that they hate homosexuals, and you've found a you've created a god in your own image that believes, how convenient that God hates, loves and hates the same things you hate, and God believes the same things that you believe. And you'll find out that people use the Bible and they use all types of holy books and um and stuff to uh, to to have. To take the blame off of themselves that they're not the scapegoat. Jesus is the scapegoat. God is the scapegoat. I don't hate you. God hates you. That's crazy, It's a
0: pleasure, brother. Love your channel. I've had to protect myself with force before, but I was in harm's way. I attract sociopaths for some reason.
1: No, I I hear you on that. You definitely, um, definitely, it's got to be practical, man we attract those people you have to protect yourself like yeah you're being harmed yeah come on it should be common sense with that but and thank you for the donation um you know i and i've talked about this openly on here and this person's even tried to jump in chat and it has got other names who who watches this program and they create other accounts and i have these these women who claim that I am their husband from a past life and who claim that um, we're supposed to be together, that I am the the uh, the reincarnation of um, the god, what's his name, Odin? I might look like him, the beard and everything. Like, I might look like Odin, but I'm not Odin. I'm not Odin. And they think that they were Odin's wife in another past life. And they're, like, it gets dangerous. Like, people look, there's crazy people out there. And he was talking about like as you get a name for yourself, doing anything, but especially dealing with the spiritual community or the religious community, you're going to attract these type of people. It comes with the territory. I remember hearing, you know, in, in churches years ago. I was like eighteen going to church and I hear I used to hear about pastors who would you know, people would watch this pastor on TV and and, and see them and they would Get that voice, and they would fall in love with the God in that person, and and think that that was their husband, even though that person's happily married, got kids, all the kind. Of, but the person would look at them and think that, for some reason, get it uh, enamored, and think that that God told them that that was their true husband, which is already married, already in a loving relationship, and here you come. You know, some of them. You know, some of them become successful i guess with it you know but uh so you got to protect yourself so i went to we went to the the law you know i had to we had to go put out a a restraining order against this person who was sending not only me but i literally went through my friends list and sent everybody messages telling them that i was you know married to the wrong person and just craziness schizophrenia hearing voices um that are not healthy it's not good, even though I'm telling this person. They don't want to listen. So we had to go put out a restraining order. Not for... Yeah, for me, but, you know what I'm saying, for my wife too. For her peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? Because we do live appearances. I do concerts. God forbid this person show up. My wife is strapped. You know, hey, we told y'all, listen, keep this, keep this person away from me, man. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you got to... You know, it is what it is. You know, once you get a name for yourself and notoriety. You could be doing anything, man. There's just weirdos and stalkers out there. You got to be careful and be ready. And they, and they come from, you know, they come in all shapes and sizes. Drugs. A lot of it comes from drug use. Smoking crack and crystal meth. 100%. Um, I had one guy, I wrote a song. He claimed he wrote it. He it and I, I won a contest with this song. I submitted it to a contest and I won $1,000 for this song that I wrote. And it was a blessing. It was a God thing. Um, He claims he wrote it. Messaged me wanting half of the money. What? Like, in his mind, he wrote the song. He thought those lyrics up and I took them from him. Somehow, I don't know. There, he had that doesn't have a song anywhere close to that. Anyway, he was convinced of it and went on this big smear campaign that I stole a song and just weird stuff, man. But that person does heroin and, and smokes crystal meth. You know, these these voices come from a place you have to be able to discern. You reach you reach levels, man, where the people who are with you, they can't they can't go any further. Your own friends will turn on you. Ask Jesus his own friends like Judas, Peter. You, it comes with the territory, get ready. I think the same people with you, they begin they begin to envy you. They begin to feel like they you have a, a big thing and I people feel like they deserve it. Like they deserve like they've worked harder than you. You know, and that they deserve your platform. Or they'll they'll listen to you and they don't like the things you're saying, whether it's a, a lot of this is coming from the church realm. But Christians will listen and say, oh, man, these that's demonic. That's false. Why is he interviewing this guy? This psychic guy? He's a channeler. Why are you interviewing? him? So they'll have this vendetta that they're supposed to like, uh, you know, what I'm saying tell all of your followers or or platform you or or um, whatever they want to do. It's just so weird. And, uh, but your own friends even. Your own friends. I've had that happen a lot over the years. So Um, beyond my vision says envy. Yep. Envy, jealousy, betrayal. Yep. Chris Garner says it's always in the hero's journey. You're 100% right. The hero must must go through it and you must stay the course and you don't respond with evil. Jesus told you, man, he's the example. Don't repay evil for evil, but overcome evil with good. Try that. See what happens. Bet you'll overcome a lot quicker. You'll overcome a lot quicker. Respond with love. Thor says, um, Derek, I believe lower entities are confusing these people and tricking them into believing the delusional mindset that these lower entities put them in. Yeah. Um, that, that definitely happens, and it happens in the spiritual community. But the terminology is different, right? We go back to that, the terminology. Okay, you're Odin. I'm Odin's wife. I mean, I get messages saying that I'm, I, some people think they're angels. People think that they're my family members. My mother reincarnated, who's here to protect me. Just You get a lot of weird stuff. And, um, and they say, look, spiritual circle, a lot of delusional people. You're right. But I'm telling you, this stuff is in the church just as strong. Well, yeah, the Holy Spirit told me this. The whole, when they have that in, infatuation with the pastor, it was, the Holy Spirit told them that, or God told them that. You have all these people, and they, the names are a lot easier, right? Because it, it's Holy Spirit, God, you know, maybe an angel. Jesus told me, you know, and it's and in and in God ain't spoke a word to you. You just felt strongly about that for some years, and now you're. Ready to speak on it. And it gets crazy, man. Um, Thor says, Derek, brother, I'm sorry that all that happened to you. You do not deserve none of that. uh, Of that, what's your music and you aren't. You helped me so much people and you bring so much truth into the vast sea. Yeah, it just uh, it just comes with the territory. Man, you got to you got to just know that. Count the cost. Count the costs. They're everywhere. It's not just the spiritual community. It's it's very much in spirituality and religion, very much in there. But there's crazy people all over the earth, you know. So um, balance the energies within yourself, man. And so, hmm, yeah. Anyway, energy speaks, man. I just put out a new music video to uh, "Leaving My Body." And uh, make sure y'all go check that out. That is on YouTube. It's so weird. I just hit the 10,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. But um, it's so weird. I'll, I'll put out a video and I'll get like 100 views. Like, really? Like, they're not even sending it out to like all the uh people watching and stuff. It's oh, all the subscribers. You not only have to subscribe, but you have to click the notification bell. So everybody listening right now, click the notification bell so that they have permission to notify you when I put out something. So...
2: Be sure to do a live show in Oklahoma at some point.
1: Thank you, Jay. Um, Yeah, I'd love to come to Oklahoma, man. Set it up. Bring me up there. I'll come. We'll do it. Make it happen. We'll make it happen. But yeah, check out my videos. Subscribe to the YouTube and podcasting apps wherever you're listening um again thank you guys uh for all the support all the patrons man i literally couldn't do this without you i had two versions of the video out i don't know if y'all seen that last night but there was a darker version that was really hard to see anything but that dark version had um um it had the patron supporters names at the end but i um i had to upload the other one because it was a lot lighter you couldn't really see anything so Hunter says, "What is your band now, i'm a I'm a solo artist, true seeker um Vanna says, Well, one of your podcasts did inspire one of my poems, but I have not met you in a past life l o l respect awesome." Thank you for the support, Vanna. That's cool. Everybody for the support. And um, Patreon, like I said, that allows me to continue to do this, to continue to make music, working on a lot of stuff, very busy. Uh, Been busy recently um, doing a lot of other stuff for people. I create websites and do graphic art, and I help other spiritual people, entrepreneurs, churches, and stuff like that uh, with with their website and and branding and stuff. So if you need that, get at me. Um, I don't really promote it a lot because – It was kind of like what he was talking about. Some people, they don't want to, like, keep, feel like they're always asking for money or always selling. Like, I have my stuff that I ask for money about. Usually it's Patreon or um, whatever the case is. But I don't want to, like, have all of these offers. I got Patreon. I got this. I got that. I got this. I got that. And I do websites. And I do, which I do. But I don't want to, like, just keep having offers or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? But I will uh, mention it from time to time in a podcast or something or maybe share a post every now and then. But, um, yeah, I've, I've you know, I've gotten work that way. Mention it in a podcast and it's the truth. Right. I'll be lying if I said I didn't do it. But that's what I do. So Thor again says, uh, brother, Derek, uh, number that remember that one thing you said never go after a child of God my brother you are a child of God and that fool that came after you uh I know God is punishing him yeah for sure for sure 100% it's sad like I don't want that to happen I hope you would learn from your mistakes and um and not you know I'm saying bring upon you know I'm saying that that judgment upon yourself whether it's a child of God or whether it's a a child in general you know um it's definitely happening man and i hate that i wish everybody could prosper i wish everybody could uh you know what i'm saying um i don't know you have to do the work man none of this is given once you receive it like once you build it you got to you got to work to maintain it don't don't the bible says overcome evil with good don't repay evil for evil And that's a big thing because I wanted, I wanted to go in, you know, on many of these occasions to really go in and, uh, and overcome. I wanted to repay evil for evil. Let it be said, you know, I'm from the hood, man. (laughs) Like, uh, I wanted to do it, but you have to catch yourself and don't, don't self-sabotage. Take the high road. Every single one of you. You'll destroy what you've been building. You've been working hard. You let somebody on the outside destroy what you've worked your whole life to build. You know, don't do that. Whatever you're building, whatever you're doing. Look at Roseanne. I'm telling you, Roseanne did it with one tweet. Alex Jones. Like, they're looking to do it. They're just seeing, you know, they're doing that to a lot of people. But those are examples. Those are extreme examples. But, you know um triple m says your platforms have platforms look at you now hey man this is what it's about community man growing together i'm nobody special you know um but i am right we all can do it you can achieve it if you believe you can achieve so uh let me know if it, i want to make myself available for questions too so during this live stream i love hanging out interacting with you guys but if anybody has um a question or anything they want to know about anything, go ahead just the last few minutes here. Make sure y'all um put that in chat, and I'll try my best to answer them. If you have questions about the music, about lyrics, like whatever it is, I don't care. Um, energy, prayer, I don't, you know, nothing's off topic, so. Ask me anything. It's so funny, that's a big thing going around on, on Facebook right now. The app where they get to ask you stuff anonym, anonymously. Well, you don't have to know who's asking you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Thursday night, School of the Mystics. Working on a new album. Got a couple new songs on Patreon. Thor. I love you too, brother. Thank you guys for believing in me. Thank you for fighting with me. You know, it's not about man it's just about community man and, and walking in love so hmm, our so jay wants to know our are, are sigils or ritual magic of the devil okay that's a good question um it well it you know it depends on it depends on your intention what are you using sigils or the ritual magic for if you're using them for the devil, then, yeah, they're for the devil. But if you're using them for God, wait, wait, wait. How do you use that for God? Go to go, go to church. Go see what they do in church. They got all kinds of symbols and signs and sigils and um, things all over the place. Some are biblical. Some aren't, you know, but those are sigils. Those are symbols that r- remind you and uh, invoke a thought when you look at them ritualistically like you go through rituals i mean look at the catholic church for one i mean that is you know what i'm saying the church so like look at that um and as far as rituals i mean there's just tons of of rituals so I, it just depends on what you mean by that like that's just so we talk we, we you know we're like a ritualistic people we like we like rituals there's rituals to go in trance there's rit- rituals that we do to enter States to worship God tune your instruments, you know, what I'm saying like it's all kind of stuff, but it's all about intention I believe it Ct Thursby wants to know, uh, will you give me brother Wayne's digits? Brother Wayne, how you doing? I'm telling you man if I I need that mask There's a there's a uh, it's too expensive though. I don't know if I want it though. I can want it right A girl can dream can't she? There's a uh, silicone mask that I would love to uh, be able to bring Brother Wayne to life with technology and videos. It'd be awesome. Um, and then so Jay says, what about to better your life or someone else's life? You're doing magic, man, regardless. Like we're we're doing uh, I said in my one of my lyrics, I say uh, um, abracadabra words are alive. We play with magic you we're 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 creating we're dealing with magic we're being influenced by uh, you know what I'm saying hollywood magicians mages you know they say the the you know the even the term hollywood he says uh who was that the uh, ancient druid priests would um make their magic wands out of holly trees and they would do the spells with holly trees or hollywood so you know that's what Jordan Maxwell says. Um, but yeah, we're, we're dealing with magic, whether you believe it or not, white, black, or gray. If you want to know more about it, there's a great, um, um, lecture by Manly P. Hall called magic, white, black, and and gray. It's a really good, um, lecture tell you about magic. It's so funny. Like my Christian friends, and I so I talk about magic. I talk about white magic or whatever I'm mentioning in my music. Yeah. We, we, we're dealing with it. And, um, some you know some of my (laughs) friends or whatever they they claim that i've created this using magic like i've made packs with demons and people think that stuff people are crazy man i have friends who think that i do that there's no packs with any demons there's no packs with any um angels you know no blood cut i don't know what people think i do on the back end i'm doing people are crazy man They just like, it's the imagination, man. It'll run wild on you. You start like coming up with scenarios and stuff and telling people. And it's just insane. This comes with the territory again. What's good, Danny? Thank you, Thor, again. Um. (laughs) Triple. I'm not going to repeat that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, uh, the magic is by Manly P. Hall, white, black, and gray. He's also has a book about magic as well. It's a short book, but it's a good one. All right, guys, with that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. I'm going to go ahead and jump off here. Thank you guys for hanging out with me again. If you want to see more podcasts, if you want to support my work, get access to my entire discography of music, which is like 200 songs become a patron. I would rather you become a patron than buy it on iTunes. You you could download it all. Like but I would rather you become a patron than buy, you know, $50 worth of merch. I'd rather you become a patron. It's what it is. Patreon's a really good really cool platform and I'm I'm appreciative of of it all. And um the work doesn't exist without you. So patreon.com backslash true seeker you get access to a lot of cool stuff it ain't just free you just get people give you money no i work hard like there's a lot of stuff on there 200 songs thursday night school of the mystics sunday morning seer class when we do it we haven't done it last couple of weeks but we'll probably get it back up the seer class so yeah you get it there's a bunch of cool stuff but that i'm gonna say peace and shalom love you guys We'll do it again very soon who we let me see who we got coming up um Thursday who are we interviewing Thursday Thursday we have sherry Smith she's and so I did her um her book cover so she's got a new book coming out I did the artwork for that made a friend and she's gonna be on the podcast that's what we're gonna do Thursday so with that I'm gonna say peace and shalom guys I love
0: y'all. Yo.
1: Episode, folks. To hear more episodes of the Truth Seeker podcast, head over to truthseeker.com. And if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truthseeker.